We poured more whiskey into our mugs and clinked them. The buzzer on my phone went off. It was time to rinse. I'll get in the shower, Xavier said. I got up and started to leave the bathroom, and he said, no, just turn around. But it felt very wrong to be in there while he was taking his clothes off, considering, even if I wasn't looking. I'll go wait in your room, I said, so the steam won't mess up my hair. The water was already on and loud, and he shouted, since when do you care about steam on your hair? People change, I shouted back. I sat on his bed and stared down at my blue hands, and decided enough was enough was enough was enough. I wouldn't just tell him soon, I would tell him tonight. But how would I say it? I tried to imagine a million times, but had never quite come up with the words. Xavier, I know this might sound like it's coming out of nowhere, but... Or, Xavier, you know how I always say I don't want to date anyone? Well, the thing is... Maybe it would be better not to plan. Maybe it would be better to just be brave. Take a deep breath, open my mouth, and let my heart climb right out of it. A few minutes later, he came into his room in a towel, and I pretended to need to use the bathroom. When I got back, he was standing there, dressed. What do you think? He said. His hair hung in thick, wet clumps. The blue was way lighter than it was supposed to be, like jeans that had been washed a thousand times. I haven't even looked yet, he said. I waited for you. He bit his lip and opened his eyes wide, a caricature of a nervous person waiting for a reaction. My face grew hot. He was beautiful. How strange to remember that I actually used to find him very ordinary looking. It seemed impossible to me now. Oh, God, your expression. Is it bad? It's bad. He went over to the mirror. Xavier was not someone who looked in the mirror a lot. It was possible he hadn't even seen himself in a month. No, it's good, I said. He ran his hands through his hair, frowned, smiled, made a duck face, made a fish face. Are you sure? He said. Stop fishing, I said. That's a command and also an ocean joke. He grinned. I guess it's time to be a functional human being and go out somewhere, he said. Like you've been saying all along? For my, like, birthday or something? It was the first time he had wanted to go out in a month. He poured some more whiskey into one of the mugs I'd made for him at the print and copy shop where I worked. This one had a picture of him holding a mug with a picture of him holding a mug with a picture of him holding a mug on it. I thought maybe he was pouring too much whiskey considering. Don't worry, he said, watching me, watching him. I promise this is okay. He motioned to the whiskey. I'm really not going crazy like that anymore. It was almost 8.30. Through the window, the sun was setting and the sky was pink and red. Well, we should at least have some snacks if we're going to drink like this, I said. I went to his kitchen and grabbed some string cheese and pita chips. I told him to open the chips and cheeses and eat them, and we made a game of me directing him around. Pull off a string. Put it in your mouth. Chew, 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 I said. 
Now swallow. Isn't it weird because string cheese is not really string and not really cheese, and yet somehow is both? He said. Save it for open mic night, pal, I said, and keep eating. He opened up the pita chips. Pita chips, neither pita nor chip, he said. I rolled my eyes. Shoe yourself, I said. Become shod. And I pointed to his converse on the floor. Are you going to make all my decisions for me tonight? He said. We'll see, I said. About time someone reasonable took over. We had another gulp of whiskey each, then poured the rest into an empty cherry Coke bottle, and it was time to go. We walked to the train station. Left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot, I said. We passed the bottle back and forth. The air outside was warm.